Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 386. Practicing feeling what you want and what do you want. Sometimes I ask people what they want and they don't know. Attention gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. Pursuing your dream can be fun. Whether you have an established business or are looking to start one now, you are in the right place. This is Gift Biz Unwrapped, helping you turn your skill into a flourishing business. Join us for an episode packed full of invaluable guidance, resources, and the support you need to grow your gift biz. Here is your host, gift biz gal, Sue Monheit. Hi there, it's Sue, and thanks for joining me today. And if you're new here, welcome to the show. Even though the episode number is 386, there are really over 480 episodes given the tips and talk segments and the bashes and now the boosts. Makes sense since this podcast is now in its eighth year. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I can't even believe that. During this time, we've covered a lot of ground. How to start and grow your business, stories from many of you who have done just that, how to choose and use social media sites, build your website. Oh my gosh, there is so much information here for you but not necessarily easily at your fingertips. So I've made a tool for you that categorizes by topic the episodes of the show, but only the ones that stay relevant over time, because yes, there are some from past years that just don't work for us today. You can use this tool to zero in on whatever topic you want information on at the moment. Do you want to hear from others in your specific industry? How about details on Pinterest or setting up an email strategy? You can now easily find the right episodes and create your priority listening roster. Consider this your Gift Biz Reference Center at a glance. To check it out, go to giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash topics. It's actually a Google Sheet best viewable on your computer versus your phone. Make sure to look at the bottom where I have five separate sections for easy topic reference, kind of like chapters of a book. I've never seen another podcast do this, and I wish they would. It makes listening to the shows you need at the moment so much easier. Again, you can find that at giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash topics. Now, this week's show focuses on personal development. Addressing things that are part of your quote-unquote being that might be creating roadblocks to what you're trying to achieve. Are you doing all the hard work and employing all sorts of strategies but seeing zero results? It may be that you're subconsciously putting up barriers that don't allow for change to happen. Is your mind open enough to consider this as a possibility? You'll hear Krishna explain the role our subconscious plays and what you can easily do throughout your day to affect change. If you feel you've tried everything but aren't making progress, listen extra hard to this episode. It may just hold the key. Today, I have a really, really special episode that I know is going to resonate with so many of you. I'd like to introduce you to Krishna Avalon. Krishna is a subconscious transformational guide, life coach, and licensed and credentialed acupuncturist who's worked with over 24,000 clients during her 18 years in practice. 
Krishna's work helps people expand their subconscious beliefs from what is limited or self-sabotaging. Gosh, I know a lot of us can relate to this. Her clients walk away feeling empowered as the creators of their own lives. She's here to talk with us about how important subconscious transformation in your career and life overall can be and who can benefit from this. Krishna, welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Thank you, Sue. As is a tradition here, I'd like to start with your motivational candle. You can include in your description, or maybe you can talk about this afterwards, however you want to say it. But I was very intrigued with what you did when we first started talking. So you lit a match and you were doing some things over on that end. So I'd like you to describe that for everybody and also then share with us what a motivational candle would look like. Yeah, I mean, for me, I was just lighting some sweet grass just to ground my own energy and our space and prepare for a sacred conversation and just the highest and best of my own voice and clarity to come through. So just setting that intention and I love fire. I'm a fire sign. So candles definitely resonate for me. And I love that you do that in your podcast just because it does, in my imagination, bring a ceremonial aspect and an intention to our conversation and our intention in the world. I never thought about it as ceremonial before, but you're right. I always think of it as it's a unique way for someone to share who they are, in addition to what I talk about in the intro. But the whole ceremonial idea, I really like that. Yeah, and ceremony doesn't have to be this big, long, elaborate thing. It can just be something that you bring intention to. And it's really how I try to live my life. So I appreciate that. Tell me about what your motivational candle would be. Yeah, and I love this so much, but what I've come to understand about my purpose here on earth, and I feel just so blessed to even know what that is, is like, I'm really here to love and be loved. And one of the things that I also just get so lit up by and inspired by is holding space for people to transform into believing that they are worthy of the very best that love and life have to offer. And so I love to facilitate that for people. I love to help guide people into what they really want and what lights up their hearts. Here to just help people understand that we are so limitless as creators, limitless. That's my love language in an essence. And if you ask me like what my color was, I would definitely say some shade of pink, maybe like a dusty rose, just like that sweet, soft, open, receptive love. And I mean, I'm a fire sign. I'm super feisty, like by nature, but the balance of that for me is like very soft, feminine, open. And that's a lot of the people that come to me too for coaching is like super achieved, successful, just boss babes who are really brilliant and they're masculine. And now they want to understand how to be more feminine, receptive in this other like aspect of expression. So interesting. So I'm very into what you do, what you coach, everything that you stand for, but I can't say that I know really a lot about it. I've heard this term holding space before. What does that mean when you're holding space for somebody? Yeah, and I love these questions because I think we do hear a lot of things, especially now with the kind of work that I do. I'm in this education phase of it, just like I was when I was first an acupuncturist almost 20 years ago. People didn't really know what acupuncture was. 
They didn't know what it could do for them. It was still illegal in many states to become an acupuncturist. And so same thing with the subconscious mind. I'm in this education phase of it because we've heard about it now a lot. It's trending in the spiritual wellness world, but I'm teaching people now like how magical the subconscious is. And as far as holding space, it's like you've been in the presence of somebody who can be present with you no matter how you are. You can show up as you are, whether you're angry, you're overwhelmed, you're messy, you're sad, you're chaotic. And that person is just able to be with you without making it their own, without matching your energy, without making it about themselves. They're just in a place where they have done their own work. They know how to be in their own energy and be with you. And you can feel that when you're with someone, right? So accepting people who they are at that moment in time when they're with you is opening space. You could be where you are with your energy and they can be where they are and you can respect each other's spaces of how you've shown up at that given time. Yeah. And I would really, in a short way of explaining it, just being present with somebody, being able to be present with someone and hold space for whatever they're going through and whatever their own experience is presence. Yes. And so the first thing that comes to my mind with this is how we all are so busy in our life. We all have our own agendas. And I think often we don't take a minute to think of where that other person might be coming from before we start with our agenda with them. Could be on a phone call, (laughs) you know, they pick up the phone, you know, maybe you don't even know if then anyone has time to talk with you or you're at a meeting or something, people are diving right into their goal for your time together versus registering where that other person is that you're talking to. Does that make sense? Is that right? Yeah. And I I think that's great. So share with me a little bit about how you came to see this as your mission for your life. Mm, I mean, my personal story and the lessons that I came into this world, having to navigate for one, and then... I think I've been a healer forever, lifetimes, if you believe in that kind of thing. And so acupuncture school for me was the very first thing in my life that I ever committed to and trusted 100% and never looked back, never doubted. I'd say that becoming a mom was the second thing, mothering, very natural for me. And then the third thing was this process that I was trained in with the subconscious mind. Like I'm a really successful, really good acupuncturist, really good space holder. I guide ceremonies. That's all very natural for me. But it would have taken something super special for me to switch career paths. And when I started learning about the subconscious mind, I was like, ding, like my intuition just came online. And I just went towards it, sort of like I did with acupuncture school, not in the same way, but I knew that it was something that I wanted to train in. And it's because the subconscious mind creates 90 to 95% of our lives and our experiences. And it's because it's where our beliefs are held. And a lot of people's beliefs are not conscious, but they're exactly where our memories are stored, our autopilot, our habits. And so it is how we create life. And so most people are working with their conscious minds, which is important. And the conscious mind feeds into the subconscious, but the subconscious is the heavy, heavy hitter and it's the powerhouse. If you know how to work with the subconscious, it's just going to be so much quicker and it's going to be the direct route to being able to create life as you want it to be. And also to be able to reroute 
in your mind from something that's been stressful, traumatic, or something you're in a feedback loop with that's consuming your thoughts. So let me stay right here for a minute just to make sure that we're all with you about these definitions, okay? Because we've got the conscious, which I think we all know. Well, I'm going to let you define them, but I also want to include unconscious in there because I don't want people to confuse unconscious versus subconscious. So let's take all those three just really quickly so we make sure we're all together in the conversation. I love that so much. And so our conscious mind is how we make decisions. It might be how we're trying to make affirmations. It might be people who have been in talk therapy for a long time or a short period of time, they're working with their conscious mind. The unconscious is the stuff we're not aware of. And then the subconscious, that's where our beliefs are held. And a lot of those beliefs can be unconscious. So I like to say like, If you're looking at an iceberg and we see that little top part of the iceberg, that's maybe 10% of the iceberg, that's the conscious mind. All that stuff beneath the surface that goes deep and dense, that's the subconscious. And so that's everything that the conscious pours into that we've learned since the beginning, like since our conception, the information we received since then. I don't know if the right word is a disconnect from what's really happening, or it's just an understanding of what's really happening, because it feels like the way, I guess I'll just speak for myself. I'm not going to speak for anybody else, but I think I'll be probably representative of other people too, is I have to be conscious to work throughout my day, right? Like I have a cup of coffee here, so I'm going to be very conscious about having purchased the coffee, bringing it into the office, being on this interview with you. Anything that I do throughout the day, I'm feeling I'm drawing on my conscious thought because that's how I actually do things, achieve things, move my arms. Like I'm intentional about opening my mouth and talking with you. And that feels like that's conscious to me. And you're saying that virtually that's only 10% at most, you know, five, 10% of our mind, right? So then I'm just going to follow through my very unexperienced knowledge with this, just what I'm thinking. But in talking with you and the little bit of exposure that I've had to some of this, I'm thinking now that subconscious things that have been ingrained in me that I've picked up over time, that I've learned, that I think to myself, initiate whatever conscious actions I create. Is that right? Yes, that's exactly, exactly, exactly right. So again, the autopilot, the habits, and what I can tell you in my own journey with this, my training and all these people that I've been able to guide through this work, it always comes down to very contracted and very limited beliefs about our self-worth and what we deserve. And a lot of that is like, your conscious mind might be like, I deserve to make this much money or I deserve to be treated like this in a relationship. But if your subconscious mind has never had the experience or seen that that's actually what happens for you, it won't happen. And we don't even know that that's what we're saying to ourselves. No, most people have zero idea. Now, some people, because the subconscious mind is trending in the spiritual health wellness world, maybe even the mental health world, People are starting to understand how powerful it is, but they don't have the tools to work with it. And so that's what this process that I was trained in, which is so simple and you're conscious the whole time and it can be done in person and virtually and it's just so quick. 
That's why people are able to make changes that they haven't been able to make working with the conscious mind. And so some of the most amazing transformations I've seen with people are those people who've been in talk therapy for so long. They consciously and intellectually understand why something is. That's helpful. But they're still stuck. They're still angry. They're still reactive. They're not creating life as they want it to be. They're repeating cycles in relationship or money or whatever. Right. Haven't been able to create that new pathway. So this work allows for what's called neuroplasticity. And that means the brain's ability to make changes and to have a new pathway to go down and have a new experience. I've heard of that before. It's kind of like repaving the street or something or choosing a different way to get somewhere. And your brain and the things that you're thinking now it doesn't have to stay that way. You can literally recreate how your thoughts are happening, which is so fascinating to me. So I don't know if this falls in line or not, but I'm thinking now with subconscious, there may be things that have been reinforced with you over and over again. For example, you may have unsupportive parents. I'm just going to go with that because it's the first thing that comes to mind. So all the time that you have been a child, all those formative years, there were messages coming down to you that you were less than, or you couldn't achieve, or money's hard to make, doesn't grow on trees. Like, you know, whatever those stories are that you get, right? And then there's also to my way of thinking. I'm going to ask you if I'm right on this and how this fits us. But then there's also that one person who says one thing to you, like maybe it's your math teacher who says, you are not good with numbers. And because you respected that person so much, it really hit you. And it sets a path for your whole life that you've decided you're not good with numbers. So it could be someone who's continually telling you something like a parent situation, or it could be a one-time powerful statement that gets stuck in your subconscious that you keep repeating. That's correct. And so that information starts coming in, but something like the math teacher reinforces it. And it's like a very clear path in the forest of your mind. It's very, very clear because you've gone down it a bazillion times. It doesn't mean that it's true. And it doesn't mean that it's good for you. It just means that that is the belief that you've And so that pathway is clear. Why do we put so much more weight, I think, on the negative thoughts versus the positive thoughts? Like, why would we choose then to find things and reaffirm that we're not good at math versus having figured out the change for your first dollar for when you were little for your first sale and saw that you did it right, and then be like, no, I can do math. You know, why do we go towards that negative versus the positive mostly? Right. And I just think for one, it's human behavior. It's easier to believe the negative things about ourselves or the things that keep us small. And then I'm going to go ahead and blame it on the conditioning of society that reinforces that you need something outside of yourself to feel better, that you won't be happy until this happens. And I have worked with people who have, and I can't remember like what religion it is, but like there are a couple where they don't watch TV they're not watching movies. They just believe that they are a divine expression of God. And so they're never taught those beliefs from a young age. And whether some of us might look at those people and be like, they're crazy. They also are like very empowered as creators because they never had that conditioning that was like, they're not good enough. 
they've never been imprinted by the societal judgment, if you will. That's right. Or the movies or the music. You know, there's so much good pop music that is so disempowering. It's codependent, like I can't live without you type things or like I'm not going to be like I need drugs if you're not around me. You know what I mean? That's so much the messaging that just gets repeated through movies, through TV, through music. And gosh, you know, in any single day, all of us are just bombarded by things that we don't even recognize are coming in. And those impressions, I guess, are being made all the time. And we can't change it unless we're going to do what you were just talking about with that couple where you kind of barricade yourself off almost, which I think is unrealistic for most of us. What do we do to manage through this and to handle it? Do you have any tips for us? I want to get it at the very end. I want to talk with you about how you work, what your sessions look like, all of that. But can you share with us some things that we can do to better ourselves in this area, to counteract it, whatever you might say, just so we walk away with something tangible to start getting a feel for all this? Yeah. And I really like to meet people where they're at. You know what I mean? So starting with things that are very doable, but very powerful and impactful, just like I was lighting some sweet grass to start our conversation. I mean, before you even get out of bed in the morning, you really could set an intention. You could imagine how you want your life to feel and connect with the feeling. You could journal. And so the subconscious mind loves repetition. So if you set an intention in the morning, remind yourself of that several times throughout the day. Yes, that's a conscious mind behavior, but repetition and also connecting to your intention combined with practicing what that would feel like changes the way that your cells are responding in your body. It changes your electromagnetic frequency. It's like when people are trying to manifest or create money or love, but they're like really tense and like angry and upset and like pissed that it's not happening. You're not going to be as an effective creator as you are if you just like repeat your intention to yourself and practice connecting the feeling with that. So that is a really powerful thing that's worked for me. It's how I guide people when they're here on my treatment table and I'm taking them through a meditation, practicing feeling what you want and what do you want? Sometimes I ask people what they want and they don't know. We want to focus on what we want. We don't want to focus on what we don't want. And again, to your point before, why is it so easy to focus on the negative? Everybody knows what they don't want. How many people actually know what they want? That is so true. And I see that a lot. You know, one of the first things I talk about with my students is what do you envision your business to look like? Define it for me. And many times they've only gone to the point of, I want to have a business making candles. They haven't gone to anything else, any of the other detail. So if it's like that with something as finite as what a business would look like, I can only imagine what do you want for your life? (laughs) You know, like how much more intricate that would be. So just the thought of doing that gives me pause and is really interesting to think about. But I'm going back to myself and thinking, You say, and this makes total sense to me, you say you need to be calm. You need to feel it and you need to be calm as you're envisioning or as you're drawing attention to what you want for the day or whatever. How do you do that if you're not naturally a calm person? I wake up and I'm like, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Out of bed, go to it. And for me, it's like, get my coffee, get to the desk and get to work. Type A. 
hundred <laughs> percent. That's your habits. That's your subconscious. Like I need to do this to be productive, to prove my worth, to know that I've done a good job, that I'm a good person, that I'm helping people. And so practicing the feeling as if like, if you've ever felt peace or calm and intentional, you can draw upon that. You can notice where you might feel it in your body. If you do connect with your intention, you can grow that. I try to, sometimes one visual that works for people is like imagining yourself like a scuba diver Mm -hmm. up at the surface and you drop down from where it's noisy and loud and you go into the quiet, still place of your heart. And then from here, imagining what you want to feel more of in your life. And just sit with that for 30 seconds even before you jump out of bed and start running around. And then do that several times throughout the day before you get on each podcast. This meeting before you want to have a talk with your husband or your kid. You know, I did that with you before we got on. Like, how do I want this to feel? Connect with that in my body, set an intention, light a little sweet grass. My son does this to me sometimes. Like he was just in recently. And he saw me, and I don't think my type A personality is a positive thing at all, you know, in terms of my running and doing and getting things done, you know, all that. But at one point, he's like, Mom, stand still, breathe for a second. So he's doing kind of what you were saying. He was pushing me into just stand for a second, reflect, tape a deep breath, reset. So it's really interesting. How old is your son? He's 34. Good job, son. I know. He's very into all of this. And so I'm learning from him also. But just that memory, which was just a couple weeks ago, came up to me just by way of what you were saying, like throughout the day, take a minute. And I'm also thinking to what we were talking about earlier, leaving room for people is for us to make it really applicable when you have a meeting with somebody or, you know, like breathe for a second and make sure that you're going to take the time to understand where they're coming from first before you just dive in right away. Oh my gosh, Krishna, this is something I'm going to use already. Like starting from the time we get off this call is just to take time during the day. And like you said, 30 seconds, who can't afford 30 seconds, you know, two or three times a day, even just to start. Yeah. And I mean, again, it's that reroute. So the repetition is going to help you reinforce if you've done some subconscious work, your new belief, or it's just going to help get you, you know, the conscious mind, you have to work so much harder to make change or create expanded beliefs, but repetition will help get you there and connecting with a more relaxed, ideally a theta state in your brain waves, which is like the point right before you get to sleep which is why first thing in the morning and then when you're about to go to sleep are the most powerful times for meditation and this kind of stuff because you're closer to the theta where you're more receptive. I see. Okay. And when we're talking about that you do these quick like check-ins or resets, how does that connect with some of the potential subconscious thought that might come up for you? Like the math thing. Such an interesting conversation, isn't this? We'll get right back to continue on where we've left off after a short break to hear from our sponsor. Yes, it's possible. Increase your sales without adding a single customer. How you ask? By offering personalization with your products. 
wrap a cake box with a ribbon saying, Happy 30th birthday, Annie. Or add a special message and date to wedding or party favors for an extra meaningful touch. Where else can you get customization with a creatively spelled name or fine packaging that includes a saying whose meaning is known to a select two? Not only are customers willing to pay for these special touches, they'll tell their friends and word will spread about your company and products. You can create personalized ribbons and labels in seconds. Make just one or thousands without waiting weeks or having to spend money to order yards and yards. Print words in any language or font. Add logos, images, even photos. Perfect for branding or adding ingredient and flavor labels too. For more information, go to theribbonprintcompany.com. Yeah, I mean, I think that the conscious mind and your habitual thoughts will try to pull you out. Because again, the conscious mind is working a lot harder than the subconscious. Whereas if we expand your belief in the subconscious, it's not going to be so hard for you to just believe that you are worthy of love, that you have value just as you are without having to hustle, 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 prove that you're worthy because of what you create, because of what you do. And if you're happy like that, great. But a lot of people are wanting to experience more joy and they don't know why they're not. And it's because they can't be present because they're in these beliefs that they have to be a certain way to prove that they deserve love. Oh, that's powerful. It's so powerful. To prove that they deserve love. Yeah, that's what it comes down to for so many people. It's about not feeling worthy and deserving of receiving love exactly as you are, of being lovable, of trusting yourself, trusting that it's safe to be who you are and that your voice matters and that it's safe to be seen. So I work with a lot of creatives and coaches and business people who are like, have done all of the logistical, practical stuff to get their business stuff, but they don't understand why the things aren't working. And it's because the subconscious is ruling the show and the subconscious is likely believing that you're not worthy of being seen, that you're not worthy of being heard. It's not safe to be who you are. You're not worthy of having money, which energetically represents freedom and choices and support. Okay, so I want to tighten this up and bring this closer to our listeners' experiences. I have somebody who makes essential oils. They've done it for themselves for years. They now have a business and they're selling essential oils. Sales aren't going that well. They're getting frustrated. And what you just said is their subconscious is telling them they're not worthy because they're equating selling their products to being loved as the maker of the essential oils, let's say. Yeah, the subconscious is a very contracted and limited belief about something. So if anybody out there in any scenario, I'm just using something more concrete just for conversation purposes, we're literally then sabotaging what we have stated we want. And would it be right to say that pretty much in 100% of the cases, that's what we're doing if we're not getting results? I love that you're honing in and you're making so much sense of this so quickly. Yes. If your conscious mind and your subconscious have very different beliefs or experiences, it is like pushing on the gas and the brake at the same time. There's a conflict. There's not harmony. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing that you've just talked to us about is a good first step. Well, first, I think the first step is understanding that that's happening, recognizing that this is at play, and then 
to your point about setting attentions for the day and then checking in periodically throughout the day to reestablish the feeling and kind of counteract what your subconscious might be telling you? Well, that's one way to start sort of tapping into the subconscious and trying to create a new experience is what I showed you with the visualizations and meditations. But if you do this kind of work, and maybe there's other stuff, you know, EMDR is something that can work for some people. What's EMDR? A, a talk therapist or a psychotherapist would be trained in, and it also works with the subconscious to give a reroute from usually traumatic or stressful events, whether it's past, present, or future, in the same way that, in a way that Psych K would, that's the process that I'm trained in. Or you can do something like resourcing, which is where you're building upon, like, say, that peaceful feeling that you want to have. So mm -hmm. that's one way people can work with the subconscious. And then the other way for some people is hypnotherapy. I don't personally love hypnotherapy because I want to be conscious and I want to know what's going on in a session. But mm -hmm. that is a way to drop into the subconscious. I also feel like from what I've experienced, and I've experienced so many beautiful healing modalities, and I am just an embodied facilitator in the healing arts, like this process of Psyche, and I don't like the name, it stands for psychology and kinesiology, which is muscle testing. I call it subconscious transformation because that's essentially what it is. But this process for me is the quickest thing and the most direct route. And then when you're doing the things like the visualization and the meditation, you're just reinforcing this new belief that you've created through the subconscious transformation work. Okay. All right. Can you give us one more tip of another thing that we can walk away with? And then I want to get into how you work with your clients and all that. What I love about this is that we're not focusing on what you don't want. We're not focusing on the horrible things that have happened or less horrible things that we're just hooked and in a feedback loop with. We are concentrating on what you want so that you can create an expanded belief. So I would say for your listeners, if they wanted a tip, start focusing on what you want. And what does that mean for you? Practice the feeling of it, yes. Practice knowing what you want. You can journal with that. Once we know what we want, we're gonna then start making choices that support that. And that's another reason people come to me is changing and expanding their subconscious beliefs so that they feel worthy of feeling sexy in their body, of making choices that support their body, mind, and spirit. Like how many people have been on diets or want to feel different in their body and they get to a certain place with a cleanse or a way of eating and then they just kind of fall back because they're in a limited or self-sabotaging belief. So I've worked with that a lot. That makes sense. I know I've heard the stories about this too, where people, let's say they lose a bunch of weight and all of a sudden now they're attractive and they're getting additional attention and they're not comfortable with it or they, what you're saying, don't feel like they deserve it. And so they put on all that weight. Well, it can also too be about feeling safe to be seen, mm. feeling safe to be sexy as heck. Right. A lot of women or maybe men will hold weight as armor and as a shield because something happened where it wasn't safe for them mm -hmm. or they had energy projected onto them that they didn't know how to handle. Yeah, that completely makes sense. So focusing on what we want, 
Well, first identifying what it is <laughs> and then reinforcing to yourself, reminding yourself that that's what you want. What happens when you get that, you know, you call it like the little mean girl on your shoulder who starts talking to you, <laughs> you know, if you're trying to focus on what you want and trying to go more into your subconscious through meditation or something, but those negative voices start talking. And I love that. And that's going to be our shadow energy. That's going to be the wounding. That's going to be the conditioning. And so when we have the subconscious tools to work with that wound and transform it, then we can integrate that mean girl on the shoulder, that voice, love her, be like, what do you need right now? I've never heard that before. Yeah. Acknowledging because a lot of us with trauma or stress, we just want to push it away, not look at it, avoid it, not deal with it. Right. Like, hey, I hear you. I'm going to keep focusing on what I want. And this is conscious mind tips I'm giving you. The subconscious working with that is going to be like, let's go. Oh, the conscious mind can be like, you know, it's just going to take a lot longer. Mm -hmm. But I would say when you hear that, be like, hey, I hear you. That's no longer true for me. I'm going to practice focusing on what I want. And again, practice feeling it in your body along with visioning it. So powerful. And then if you do that in the morning and the night, most powerful and reminding yourself in the, in the day so that you start making choices that support that. Yeah. These are consistent themes I'm hearing from you. The morning and the night are really the strongest places and the whole visualization also super strong. And the other thing I guess I've heard, I just want your comment on this. I've heard when you have that mean girl on your shoulder talking is find instances where you can prove to yourself that that's not true. Well, and good luck with that not working with the subconscious. You know, I'm not trying to be like discouraging, but you definitely want to acknowledge and be like, oh, you're showing me where I'm hurting. You're showing me where I'm contracted. You're showing me where I'm limited. Thank you. Okay. So instead of fighting it or arguing, debating, mm -hmm. instead of that, the fighting, arguing, debating with it, it's like, thank you for this information. Your subconscious telling me more of what you're feeling, the subconscious part, what you're feeling and where I need to work. And okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> okay. Question. Does that ever go away? If you work with your subconscious, yes. Your conscious mind might start being able to be with that a little bit more. But for some people, those triggers, they are upsetting. They make people feel sick. They have to avoid it. It's too stressful or painful. I mean, that's why I didn't like ever connect with talk therapy. I don't want to go and sit and talk about shitty stuff that feels crappy. I just want to get it off my body. I want to move on. I have the conscious awareness. Great. Now, how can I like move on? Get free, clear. <laughs> okay. And so like, will I'll talk with people about, you know what, going live on social media, let's say. Yes, you're always going to be a little bit nervous. Just click the button, start talking. People are going to show up who want to hear from you. That initial nerves before you do whatever it is, I'm just using that idea, will always be there. Accept it. It's fine. You can live through it. Don't worry about it. Know that it's going to happen. Click the button, go live. Different from what you're saying here that you don't always have to be having that negative talk coming in. When you do subconscious work and do some healing, it will go away or be dramatically reduced. Is that right? 
that and you can create a more expanded belief. So in the process that I'm trained in that I guide people through, we do balances. And so the balances, the goal of them is to get into what's called a whole brain state, which means the left and the right hemispheres of your cerebral cortex communicate clearly. And when that happens, that's when the subconscious mind expands and you can move on and have a reroute from stress or trauma or in a different balance, you create a new belief. Because again, if the belief doesn't exist in your subconscious, it won't happen. Okay. Is this how you start working with people? You define those two areas and then like identify what your client is dealing with and then you go from there. Yeah. And just basically I would ask, where do you feel stuck and held back or on repeat? And then where do you want to grow? And we can just work with those. Sometimes people show up and they have notes and they know what they want to work on. Some people show up and they're like, I don't know. I got all these things. Somebody that's intuitive is going to know how to guide you to the right place. And so those are the kind of the two main balances that I'd work with with somebody that's just doing like one, two or three sessions is that transformation of stress balance or the belief statement balance where we're creating bigger, more expanded beliefs. And in a session, we're doing at probably at least two because I am intuitive, but even one balance is incredibly transformative for a lot of people. And then I'm working with other people who do want to do more subconscious transformation. And like within five or six sessions, I'm just watching people become absolutely different people. In terms of how they show up in the world? What they are saying no to, what they have boundaries with, where they are growing in their being seen and feeling safe to be seen what they're able to be present with in themselves, the joy that they're able to experience. Mm -hmm. And then does this, like for, again, my community, does this transform because all of that is happening with them? They're presenting their business in a different way and that leads to increased sales. Could you make that extension? Absolutely. And you know how like somebody might have training in something or do all the like logical, practical things, but you can just feel in their expression that they are not embodied in their experience, probably because they have the mean girl on the shoulder that they haven't been able to like love and integrate and safe feeling seen in the world and worthy of love, deserving of lots of money, whatever it is. I see that a lot in my community. And I'd mentioned when I was talking to you a little bit, we were just connecting on who the listeners are here because a lot of, well, pretty much everybody here makes their own product or started making their own product. They have such a personal investment. And every time somebody picks up a piece at a craft show and then puts it down and doesn't buy it, it's kind of like a personal, you know, like that, or someone walks away from the table and doesn't buy anything. It feels so personal. And I can observe when I'm talking with people how they don't necessarily speak with confidence or conviction or belief, even though they love their products so much and their real purpose is they want to share their products and all the goodness that they have with others. It's not coming through. And let's face it, you know, what we see from others will affect our reactions if we're going to buy or not. If someone's not confident and passionate showing the product, you know, or talking about the product, what motivates me then to buy it? That's what I'll see when I'm out at live shows, when I'm talking with people in the community, et cetera. They're just not, I'm not saying everybody, obviously, 
but they're just not presenting themselves or their products with that confidence and that joy and that passion that I really do know they have, but they're just not showing it. Yeah. I mean, imagine being a creator in the world and you have the belief, I believe in myself. My voice matters. What I have to offer is valuable. I mean, those are huge beliefs for people. But it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to really believe it. And to have that as a subconscious belief, again, which is where you're going to just do the heaviest of lifting and the most powerful transformation. Yeah. This mind is just going to take so much longer. Yeah. That's something you kept saying too. Trying to deal with this directly through your conscious level is a much harder road than going subconscious and working with it there. Yeah. We want both of them working together. And another tip, the subconscious doesn't know what's real and not real. And it doesn't understand past, present, and future. It's only in the present literal tense. So being mindful of what you scroll and watch for media. If you're constantly watching a bunch of like war movies or drama or stressful things, your subconscious doesn't know the difference between what is actually, I know that's blowing your mind right now. (laughs) Are you watching my face? Is that why you're saying that? (laughs) Totally. And it's why I'm careful about like what I choose. For one, I have like an incredible amount of interest. There's so much I could do with my time, but I don't watch movies and TV that much because of that very thing. I need to choose things that make me want to live, not things that and make me stressed out and worried about everything all the time. Right. Well, and the other thing that I think is a big force of optimism is past, present, future. Like what happened at a past craft show or a past experience does not dictate what will happen in the future if you set your mind, because you could also set your mind to make it happen that way. Okay. So how do you work with clients? How would people work with you? Share a little bit about that. Well, virtually or in person, SiteK can be done both ways. Again, one session is very powerful for most everyone I've ever worked with. Like I haven't met anyone yet who hasn't felt change in their life from one session. Three sessions is a really good place to start to do deeper work in all aspects of your life. And then some people are like, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life. I want to do 10 sessions and like, expand all areas of my life and move on from these stressful things that have me on repeat. So yeah, know where you feel stuck and limited and where you're not growing, know where you want to grow. And the people that I'm working with a lot now are people wanting clarity, people wanting to be present and have that feel good and safe so that they can feel more joy and connection. I'm working with a lot of women, like I said, who are super successful, productive achievers, boss, boss babes, but they're like wanting to feel safe in the masculine. They want to have a relationship where they feel feminine and soft and open, and that feels safe for them. So I'm doing a lot of relationship coaching and love coaching, which I love. (laughs) And then people move on from stress and trauma. Wonderful. I think we can all be like, oh my gosh, yes, 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 for us. So where would people go and find you and learn more about the types of things that you're offering? Yeah. So I have a resources page on my website, which is just my name, Krishna Avalon. They have some beautiful practices on there, somatic meditations, which just means connecting what your body's experiencing with what your mind is believing. So you get a sense of how I guide people. 
There are some breathwork practices on there that are very powerful. But my website tells all kinds of stuff about me, what psyche is, what that process looks like, what subconscious transformation would mean, who could use it. And then Instagram I'm on when I feel inspired to be. I post in stories and people read those a lot. I took Facebook down like 10 years ago. Don't miss it one bit. <laughs> but <laughs> To your point of control, what you're exposed to and what you're doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. So I love this because it's nice and simple. I think the best place for people to go is your website to learn more. And as you guys know, there's a show notes page. You can resource it there if you're out walking and need to go back and figure out how you can connect with Krishna. Thank you so much. I knew this was going to be an interesting conversation because it's getting into areas that I don't know as much. I feel like I know a little, but not a lot. And I've been enlightened for sure. And I know a lot of our listeners have too. So thank you so much, Krishna, for showing up today and sharing with us all your goodness. Thank you. It's been fun to also watch you like hone in and like get expanded in your own like, oh my gosh, that's possible. So it's good medicine for me too. Bye. I have to admit, I did not find it shocking to hear Krishna say that most people really don't know what they want. I've struggled at times to put my vision into words too. So as we leave our time together today, I'd like you to take some time and think about what it is you truly want. Struggling with an answer? That's okay. It's a great place to start. I also found the part about our subconscious not knowing what's real and not real and not being able to differentiate between past, present, and future to be very powerful. A concept to consider further and act on for sure. If you missed that part, go back in and listen to the show again. It's worth it. Before you move on to your next activity today, make sure to get your name on the list for at least one Gift Biz Bash. You can see dates for the upcoming sessions and get signed up over at giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash bash. And if you're enjoying the podcast and would like to show support, a rating and review is always fabulous because it helps get the show seen by more makers. It's a great way to pay it forward. And there's another way where you can get something tangible in return for your support too. Visit my merch shop for a wide variety of inspirational items like mugs, journals, water bottles, and more featuring logos, images, and quotes to inspire you throughout your day. Makes a great gift too. And we've just added some new products for the season to the shop. Turnaround is quick and the quality is top notch. Nothing but the best for you. (laughs) Take a look at all the options at giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash shop. All proceeds from these purchases helps go to offset the cost of producing the show. And now, Be safe and well, and I'll see you again next time on the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. I want to make sure you're familiar with my free Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. It's a place where we all gather and are a community to support each other. I've got a really fun post in there that's my favorite of the week, I have to say, where I invite all of you to share what you're doing, to show pictures of your product, to show what you're working on for the week to get reaction from other people and just for fun because we all get to see the wonderful products that everybody in the community is making. 
my favorite post every single week, without doubt. Wait, what? Aren't you part of the group already? If not, make sure to jump over to Facebook and search for the group Gift Biz Breeze. Don't delay. Come join us in Gift Biz Breeze. Today, 